Entrepreneur on Fire 962. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to Entrepreneur on Fire, where I chat with amazing entrepreneurs seven days a week. Are you ready to rock your own webinar? Visit thewebinarcourse.com and sign up for our free 10-day webinar course today. Ignite. This episode is sponsored by GoToWebinar from Citrix. With GoToWebinar, you can create interactive online events to engage and capture your audience's attention. Find out more at GoToWebinar.com. Ready to start growing your team? Try ZipRecruiter for free and get your perfect candidate today. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Again, ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Entrepreneurs, near and far, John Lee Doom is here and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Stephanie O'Day. Stephanie, are you prepared to ignite? I am. Yes. <laughs> Stephanie is the New York Times bestselling author, slow cooking expert, and is the mommy blogger next door. In 2008, she started blogging with absolutely no money down and has made a full-time living ever since from home in her fuzzy slippers. Stephanie, are you wearing fuzzy slippers right now? I am. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Stephanie, take up. a minute to fill in the blanks from the intro and then give us a glimpse into your personal life. Sure. Well, first off, I want to thank you for having me. I've been listening from afar for quite a while. Aww. So it's awfully cool for me. And usually I talk slow cooking in all things Crock-Pot during interviews. So this is one of the first interviews I've done where I sort of put on my business hat. And um, I've been hesitant to do so because honestly, I spend most of my days in slippers being a mom. But I lucked out in that I am able to stay home full time with the kids while making a pretty lucrative income for myself. And so what happened was 2006, I needed to quit my job. The baby at the time was getting sick. She was vomiting and I thought it was daycare germs. So I quit and um we live in San Francisco, so I needed to make money. Oh, quickly. yeah. Yes. I should pause, though, and tell your listeners that she's totally fine now. She's 10. She's strong. She's a gymnast and probably the healthiest out of all of us. But um, she had celiac disease, which is a gluten intolerance. And, of course, now gluten is everywhere, and so everybody knows about it. But at the time, it was kind of a, an, a hidden thing or not quite talked about as much. But anyway, totally fine, totally gluten-free, and she's good. But I had this fire in my belly, and <laughs> I needed to make money fast from home in a legitimate way. So I started living this kind of secret agent life where I was um, answering things that I saw on Craigslist and in the back of parenting <clears throat> magazines of, you too can work from home. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, they were scams. So um, I started doing research on blogging and realized there were people out there and they were making money. And so uh, after a little bit too much wine, uh, Christmas or so of 2007, I joked with my husband that I should start a blog. And uh, these cooking blogs are doing really well because they're tightly focused. Your SEO is through the roof, but I don't really cook. The only way I cook is with the crock pot. And it just kind of came together with that. And uh, so 2008, I launched a year of slow cooking on a free Blogspot blog. And uh, within a year, had a New York Times bestselling cookbook. Boom. And Boom. <laughs> what I want to say, Fire Nation, to kind of step off here is, 
Stephanie got this rolling in 2007. And when was the first time that you would consider that you actually started generating significant revenue? That first year I made six figures. So um, I've done well. And uh, what has, what started off was ad revenue. Ad revenue was quite high back in the olden days. And now, of course, we all know that it's not as lucrative as it used to be. Um, but I have multiple books and um, an ebook and meal plans. And that's currently how I monetized. So I do kind of want to take a step into the generation of revenue in 2015. So take sure. a second right now. Um, it's different. 2010 was a really good year. <laughs> well, that's what I want to talk about, actually. Kind of take us yeah. through the evolution of your blog. You kind of brushed over real quick, and I really found that interesting about how ad revenue on the site used to work. Kind of take us through that evolution into sure. where you're at now with specific revenue streams. Sure. Um, in the beginning, and I still have multiple ad placement on the site and multiple ad networks. So um, the primarily are focused through blogger ads, and then I supplement with AdSense and um, Gourmet and Burst and whatever things up. Um, I can't figure out DFP to save my life. So and what's uh, DFP? DFP is the Google algorithm where it figures out what CPM is the highest at that nanosecond. And then like it, optimize CPM basically. Yes. Got it. Yes. <laughs> My brain doesn't work that way. So I'm a writer and, uh, and that's really what I like to do. And so the fact that I can write all day about crockpots and what things moms are interested in and get paid for it is absolutely awesome. But really what the turning point was and how I ended up with such high traffic and such notoriety was in February of 2008. So the resolution was the year of 2008. February of that year, I made creme brulee in the crock pot, which is awesome. And um, I got kind of high and mighty about myself. And uh, the Rachel Ray show was playing in the background. And at the end, it said, do you have something to share with Rachel Ray? Email, email a producer and you too could be on the show. So I'm like, uh, yes, Duh. I eat creme in the crock pot. <laughs> so I broke all internet etiquette rules and I typed in all caps and I'm like, I am awesome. I am the best. I should be on your show. And a few weeks later, a producer called, but uh, it said unknown caller in the caller ID. And I had the baby home with me and she was a little fussy. So this lady said, and so I, hi, you know how you put on like that telemarketer voice. I'm like, hello. Oh, and yeah. Um, this is the Rachel Ray show calling. Do you have time to talk? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> yes, I do. You went from said, like telemarketer to like oh, bright yeah. and cheery in oh, one absolutely. second. Absolutely. And so the baby's still fussing in the background and the producer's like, you know, you're busy. I'll let you go. And I'm like, no, 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 no. So I ended up, um, okay, so this isn't going to be written about in your parenting books, but I plopped the baby who was about three in a dry bathtub with a can of frosting and a spoon and I walked away. <laughs> okay. You said drawer and I thought you were going to say drawer. So that's no, better. Dry no, bathtub is better. A dry bathtub. Yes. So she's going to town with vanilla Pillsbury frosting. And then I was able to talk to the producer. And a few weeks later, I was on the show. And then <sighs> after it aired, that's when cookbook publishers began emailing and, um, and I had a literary agent, and so we negotiated a, a, a nice deal. And that book spent six weeks 
on the New York Times bestsellers list. That's phenomenal. And Stephanie, let's keep moving forward because I love this story. I love the way that you're telling it. I mean, you went forward. I love the quote, fortune favors the bold. You know, you were bold and then Rachel Ray called, you made it happen. But here we are in 2015. You know, you've yes. seen a big evolution of your business over the last eight years. What yes. is working for you right now as a content producer on your blog? Sure. As a content producer on the blog, I'm actually not blogging as much as I used to. So on the site, there's already a good thousand free recipes. And so now I'm just recycling what's already alive on the site and pushing it through the newsletters, Facebook, Pinterest, all that kind of things. And, and Stephanie, we can say repurposing, not even recycling. I did, didn't I? Did I say recycling? Oh, Repurpose? yeah. I don't you can know. Repurpose that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what I'm doing. And um, and for the website, what I'm realizing is when I do repurpose, <laughs> I mix it up a bit to help with the Google bots. So it looks like it's brand new content. Right. So rewriting a bit, freshening up, making it seem more 2015 versus 2009, um, that kind of stuff helps tagging the photos properly and maybe optimizing them a bit better for Pinterest. Um, well, and plus Pinterest and Instagram wasn't around in 2009. Yes, so you are not. actually putting that content out there for the first time on those platforms, which is absolutely yes. critical. And have you ever used any of those tools? I can't think of the names off the top of my head, but basically you can just plop in your article via like a, a Word doc or anything, and they will mix it up for you. And it you will, know, I did. I played, I played around with that a bit because I've got a housekeeping website and it's totallytogetherjournal.com. Yeah. And I, I played around with it. I like writing. So watching it dissect and kind of screw up my writing really upset me. Uh. So <laughs> I personally am not fond of that. I what were a couple of the tools that you did use specifically? I think it was like unique article generator. Okay. Does that sound right? Yeah. Or I think unique if you article wizard, if yeah. you Google stuff like that too, then it will just come right out fire nation. If you want to check out basically yeah. repurposing a current blog post, that type of thing, there's a lot of different mixers that come up some better than others. You got to test them out for yourself. Now, Stephanie, you are at 2015. Yes. Just speak right directly to the point. What are your major revenue generations right now? Money coming in the door. Sure. So still ads, book royalties, book advances, meal plans, and um, magazine writing. Mag so you write for magazines, they pay you. Yes. Perfect. So this is what I want to do next. So you take off your fuzzy slippers per se. Uh -oh. Okay. And this doesn't happen to us often. I don't take off my mesh shorts very often either. It's kind of my comfort zone. I okay, actually... What do you call them? Mesh shorts is like basketball shorts. Okay, that's weird. Okay. Mesh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, well, okay. You wouldn't know this, but when you go to the lady doctor, sometimes they give you shorts. <laughs> are they mesh shorts? I don't know what they are. Oh, okay. You throw them away. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I love my mesh shorts. I guess maybe okay. that might be a Northeastern term. I don't know. Um, some people might call them tennis shorts because people call sure. them tennis shoes. You love your fuzzy slippers. I do. But let's say you take off those fuzzy slippers and maybe you kick on a, a pair of shoes, sneakers, sure. kicks, high heels, and you go to a networking party. Someone sure. comes up to you and says, Stephanie, nice to meet you. What do you do? Now in 10 seconds, just 10 seconds, how do you respond? I usually say I write cookbooks and I run a website. And that's because the networking that I do usually isn't 
in the social media realm. And it's usually like going out with my husband and he's an engineer. So nobody really understands the online world. Uh, when I do uh, social media events or different things like that, then it's, it's much easier to say that I run a website and I write cookbooks. But usually most people that I meet on the soccer field or at PTA mostly are just interested in the cookbooks. Yep. Love it. That's what I think a lot of us struggle with, myself included, is how do we break down quickly what exactly it is that we do to people who are mostly used to the traditional lines of work. So very interesting. I love that answer. To the point, direct. And now, Stephanie, we're going to talk about your journey. And I want to talk about the range between 2007 and 2015 in a specific moment within those eight years, what you would consider your worst entrepreneurial moment. So Stephanie, take us to that moment in time and tell us that story. My worst moment was actually in the fall of 2008. And while I had already had a bunch of success and I had already been on television, I was at a blogging conference. I was actually at the Blog Her main conference and I was at a networking type cocktail social like you were describing. And this guy in a suit came over and asked me what platform I was using. And I said, blogger. And the reason, of course, I had started with blogger is it was very important to me to make my business from absolutely no money down. I still have that main site on blogger. And it at the time, it was getting 15 to 20,000 uniques a day. But anyhow, so I'm sure he was from some web hosting company. And so he wanted to know why I was still on Blogger. And so I was explaining it to me, to him. And he sort of did this virtual pat on the head thing to me. Like, oh, that's so cute. Well, when you're ready to be a real business, why don't you give me a call? And honestly, you can go from high to low in such a nanosecond that I ended up leaving and I spent the rest of the conference in the hotel room, sort of in the fetal position. Like, I am a loser. I don't belong here. I can't relate to these people. And uh, it was a definite low and it made me want to just sort of retreat and go back to teaching preschool. We are such fragile creatures as entrepreneurs, especially when we're first starting. And, you know, we might get some momentum going and we're excited about it, but sometimes just that one pinprick can burst that bubble in such an easy way. And that's why it's so important, Fire Nation, that you are always surrounding yourself with positive people, with like-minded entrepreneurs. You are the average, as Jim Rohn says, of the five people you spend the most time with. You have to ensure that you are spending time with people who are giving you positive energy, not negative energy. Now, that doesn't mean just spending time with yes men and yes women who are just like, oh my God, you're amazing, you're awesome. No, constructive criticism is great, but coming from a place of positivity from the beginning. Now, Stephanie, Did you move into a place where you feel like you surrounded yourself with people that really did add to your positive karma instead of detract from it? Absolutely. I spend most of my day only reading positive things. I stay away from the news and uh, I stay away from gossip sites. Well, I really like TMZ, but I don't think that counts as a gossip (laughs) site. Um, But just in general, absolutely. I I find on a day-to-day basis that I'm just sort of steering clear from from someone who has a a foggy personality. It's just not worth it. Stephanie, in one sentence, what would you want Fire Nation to take away from that lowest moment that you had? Honestly, I just stick with it because I was three quarters of the way through my goal. 
and I wanted to quit and I did not. And, and that perseverance and that getting up and going is, is the difference. One of my favorite quotes is from Brian Tracy, and it's the difference between sec- uh, successful people and unsuccessful people is the successful people do the things the unsuccessful will not. And it works for everything. It works for working out. It works for uh, deciding whether or not you're going to have a salad or, a che- or, I don't know, some sort of hot fudge sundae. It's just what would a <laughs> successful person do in this situation, which doesn't mean that I don't reward myself and I don't have fun, but it's a conscious decision, and um, especially in business. It's a conscious decision, minute by minute. I could goof off right now, or I could write this thing that I've been putting off and I really should write it. Well, guess what? Successful people goof off sometimes. Successful people reward themselves. That's part of the balanced life that we're creating, Fire Nation. So that's an amazing question to ask yourself. You say, hey, what would a successful person do in this situation? Like I'm being asked to go have happy hour right now when I know I have a lot of important work to do. A successful person would stay in and would crush that work. But then the flip side, a week later, you've done hard work. You've got a lot of success stacked up. Then go have that happy hour. Reward yourself. Make that happen because that's important as well. And Stephanie, I want to talk now about another story, another moment in your journey This one's going to be an aha moment, an epiphany, and you've had a ton of these, but which moment in time do you think is going to resonate most with Fire Nation? And tell us that story. Take us to that moment. I think when I realized that I could do what I wanted to do and what I was good at for free and make money from it. Um, I get bombarded, and I know you do, and I know your listeners do, with all of these programs that cost money and are expensive. And when I started out, I truly had no money. I had no capital. I needed to prove to myself. I needed to prove to my husband and I needed to prove to my three girls that I could do this on my own. I didn't need daddy's help. I didn't need somebody to swoop in and fix it for me. I could figure out how to do this by myself. And I'm proud of that. Love that. And if you could just really have Fire Nation take one thing away from that that realization that you had that we can utilize within our journey, what would that be? Probably to go for it and to be gutsy. If I hadn't emailed the Rachel Ray show, I wouldn't have been on it. If I hadn't hunted for a literary agent, I wouldn't have found one. It took, I think, 47 rejections to find a literary agent and uh, quite a few rejections for the first manuscript, which is the housekeeping um, journal for moms that was rejected numerous times. But I kept going for it. And at the end of the day, who's ever reading your email and who's ever reading your pitch is just a normal, regular person. The worst thing that could happen is they ignore you. So try again. Try somebody else. Go for it. And how bad is that worst case scenario? They just ignored it. They Move just on. ignored it. Who cares? <laughs> Stephanie, in one sentence, what's your biggest strength as an entrepreneur? Uh, well, I probably have ADHD, but I think we all do, right? <laughs> Um, So I I think that's my biggest strength. And I also think it's my biggest weakness. So knowing that all of my bright, shiny ideas have a have a nurdle of something there and following through Um, and, and just going for it. Absolutely going for it. It goes back to that perseverance on the things that deep down in your intuition, you know, are worth another noodle or two. And Stephanie, what is one thing that has you fired up right now more than anything else? I was just 
filmed for um, a Slow Cooking 101 series on Grokker, and uh, that's a web-based television channel. But what's interesting is the more I do TV, the more I like it. And I didn't think I would, because when you watch it, it kind of seems phony baloney and yeah. artificial. But when you're actually doing it, that rush is fun. And I like getting my hair done. <laughs> and you have to take off the fuzzy slippers, though. I did. Yeah, well, you know what? I'm only five feet. So in order to like be higher than the kitchen countertop when I'm being filmed, I have to wear heels. <laughs> That's okay. Those are my Love big girl it. shoes. <laughs> so Stephanie, thanks for putting on those big girl shoes every now and then for us. And we're about to enter the lightning rounds. But Ooh, before nice. we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Are you looking to hire but not sure where to find the best candidates? I know the feeling. We only have so much time in a day, and we all know that hiring can be a tough process. The time commitment, having to sift through resume after resume, investing your time in multiple interviews, plus posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates anymore. Good news. Thanks to ZipRecruiter.com, I can post to 100 plus job sites with one single click and be instantly amassed to candidates from over 4 million resumes. Just post once and with Within 24 hours, your candidates will be rolling into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. All you have to do is choose your top candidates. ZipRecruiter has been used by over 400,000 businesses, and you can try it today for free. Try ZipRecruiter to get your perfect candidate before they go someplace else. Try ZipRecruiter for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Again, ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Growing your business isn't always cheap. Marketing, advertising, design elements, these things all cost money in exchange for hopeful exposure. All you're looking for is a cost-effective way to reach more customers, build your brand, and generate new leads. Am I right? I've got just a recommendation for you. Use GoToWebinar from Citrix. GoToWebinar lets you connect with your audience anywhere you are so there are no longer any barriers to finding that perfect customer of yours. Using GoToWebinar is easy. Just schedule your event and send invites to your audience members. Then afterwards, see the impact of each webinar with reports on registration, attendance, and performance. GoToWebinar also connects with your other marketing platforms so you can streamline customer and lead management, making it simple to turn your audience into qualified sales leads. Once you have your live events funnel set up, then automation is right around the corner. Get started with GoToWebinar today and broadcast with confidence. Visit GoToWebinar.com to start your free 30-day trial. That's GoToWebinar.com. Stephanie, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? The lightning round. Boom, boom, boom. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? My job. <laughs> <laughs> You know, my very first book that I ever bought on Amazon was in 1999, and it was Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So I knew at the beginning there are jobs and there are businesses. And so I had that in the back of my mind always, but um, I had a job. So it wasn't until I, I quit because the baby was getting sick that I was able to move forward with that. What's the best advice you've ever received? Oh, the best of a problem. Okay. So my dad, when I was growing up, would always tell me, and this was probably dating advice, but he said, never trust a salesman because they'll take all your money and talk you into things you don't want to do. <laughs> <laughs> Great advice. What's a personal habit that you have that you believe contributes to your success? 
Uh, probably goal setting and, and stick-to-itiveness. It's, I'm not in a very linear fashion. I'm kind of a ping-pong ball. But when I do have a goal, I find a way to make it happen. Do you have an internet resource like Evernote that you can share with our listeners? Does PicMonkey count? I really of like PicMonkey. <laughs> you know what PicMonkey has? Is it has this weight loss tool. So you can put up a family photo and then you can just shrink it. It's awesome. <laughs> I did not know about that tool, but uh, Christmas Cars 2015, here we come. And if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? It would probably be one of the Brian Tracy books. And my favorite is 21 Success Secrets of Self-Made Millionaires. It was one of the first books that I read and it was concise. And he went through these 21 bullet points. And it's the same sort of thing that you hear in other personal development books, but it was very concise. And then there's just something about Brian Tracy's voice when you're listening to him on audio. It's quite soothing. Well, have you heard him on Entrepreneur on Fire audio? I have not. I will Stephanie, look for that, Sean. Go All get right. on that, girl. And uh, fire- you have 956 episodes. I'm supposed to get some work done when it's <laughs> Fire Nation, I know you love audio, so I teamed up with Audible. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. And Stephanie, this next question's the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Next seven days, I would start a for free blogger blog and I would immediately start shoving in as much content as possible. And it would probably be stream of conscious. Uh, this is what I'm doing, this is what's going on, start all of the social media channels that I can and start reaching out to kind of the the key players in that realm. Um, I would also probably contact through social media, traditional media, and, and try and get some publicity in that way and then repackage the blog posts into an ebook and use that money to have it properly edited in a good, uh, kind of graphic design for the cover because covers are important. But you know, John, what's really funny is you had given me this question in advance. So when I was working on it, I was talking to my husband, who's a structural engineer, brilliant, entirely, incredibly successful. And so he looks at me in this weird look and he's like, that's what you would do? (laughs) I said, yeah. And I'm like, well, what would you do? And he said, I'd go on Craigslist and get a job. What does he and need this any old job for? His food and shelter is taken care of. What's a job? <laughs> Love it. Well, Stephanie, I want to end today how we started, which was on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Okay. Um, my number one advice would be to go for it and to not believe that you have to spend money in order to make money. I don't believe in that. I believe in putting it out there and monetizing. And then once you have regular income coming in, then re- then putting it back into the business. And as far as me, I am at stephanieoday.com, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E, com And if you do a forward slash fire, there is a page for your readers there as well. So that's stephanieoday.com slash fire? Yes. Perfect. And that's O-D-E-A for O-Day. 
O-Day, yes. Love it. Well, Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with Steph D and JLD today, so keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Stephanie or O'Day in the search bar. Her show notes page will pop right up. She has a gift for you, Fire Nation, which will be linked up on the show notes page or go directly to stephanieoday.com slash fire. And Stephanie, I want to thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation. And for that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you, John. As entrepreneurs, we have a lot on our plates. Translation, we're strapped for time. Lucky for us, there are some incredible tools available to help us save time, like Hootsuite, the social media management platform that allows you to schedule posts, build relationships, and turn followers into customers. Loved by more than 11 million people around the globe, Hootsuite is the most widely used platform for managing social media. Get your always free Hootsuite account today at do more with social.com slash fire. Fire Nation, thank you for joining us on Entrepreneur on Fire. Visit eofire.com for links to everything we chatted about today, as well as killer resources, gifts, and so much more. Are you prepared to podcast? Visit freepodcastcourse.com and sign up for our free 15-day podcast course today. Have an inspired day and ignite.